Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come Okay, it's episode 14, part 3, the final part of my conversation with Jeff Hillier and Chance Hancock, uh, complete with 10 questions, so everybody's been looking forward to that. Um, Before I get into all of that, I would like to address the, well, I'd like to address the American people. That's right, the American people. So if you're listening from another country, which I know I have a few of those, uh, just hang tight. You're free to, to, to eavesdrop in. Um, wow. Almost a year ago when I discovered my friend at DeadX Radio, the ones I'm talking to in interview today, I called into their radio show and I made a, I made an announcement. You know, it might have been seen as a as a as a half backhanded um big time announcement. Um I said that I'm going to run for president in 2020 against Kanye West. Now, this is coming shortly after the VMA Awards when um, when Kanye made that ridiculous claim that he was going to run for president. And I was thinking to myself, this is so ridiculous, and we have such a, a problem in this country with making decisions based on anything other than what we recognize without doing enough research to really know what we're dealing with and what we're putting our country through. Uh, we, we get very cynical and just forget it. I'm just going to vote for this guy because I know who he is. I thought, oh, my God, Kanye West could very well run for president in four years and become the president of this country, and then where will we be? And, and I really was a little short-sighted about that when I thought about that. And it was all with like the punchline of, how serious should you take my bid for presidency in 2020? Just about as seriously as you might be taking Kanye West right now. But but now I'm looking and I'm going, well, you know, and it was brought up on the show too, what about Donald Trump? And we didn't know just how off the rails. We knew it was going to be off the rails. But we didn't know just how off the rails Trump would be. Um so I just sort of blew it off, and I made a joke about it, and I didn't really consider the possibility that this could really happen. And um, I'm looking at this, and I'm going, that guy could be running our country. And if it's not him, you know, maybe we can deal with Hillary. But there's a good chance based on history, which history tells us is, She'll probably leave us with a series of down notes and low notes where we're uh, really wishing she wasn't in charge. And maybe we can survive Bernie Sanders. But, you know, when you're looking at the guys over in the Democratic Party and you're going, well, we might be able to live with them. Is, is that how you want to cast your vote? And, and then you're looking at the other side of Trump and you're looking at a person who truly believes they can do whatever they want. And no one's going to call him on it, and it doesn't matter if you call him on it. This is gonna—he's gonna make the, the United States of America his his playground, just like Trump Tower is his playground, just like uh, just like his TV show, his reality show, The Apprentice, was his playground. 
is this the kind of world, this is the kind of country we want to live in? No, I don't, I don't think so. Who else is stepping up? Where else are we getting help from? Where where can we look? Um, and, you know, there's people who are going to vote for Trump because of party affiliation, which I think is, is silly. Um, um, not to get off track, but I think about party affiliation, affiliation. I think about what this country is based on and where this country came from and where we came from. It wasn't – what it is today is not what it used to be. To supposed to mean we didn't make a Democratic and Republican party to um, to be stupid. <laughs> we made these parties to make better decisions and have compromise, and we don't have compromise anymore. We have um, insane side taking and insane arguments being made just because it's the party's argument, not because you really have a feeling one way or the other on it. Um, you look at that same way with the legal system; it's not what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be to protect the innocent and bring the guilty to justice. And now it's, it's like sports, it's wins and, and losses and prestige and big money book stories and movies of the week. So uh, looking at that, you know, you're going to vote for Hillary or Bernie because we can live with that. You're going to vote for Donald Trump because, well, you know, he might be a dictator and he might uh, march certain Ethnicities off to internment camps, but hey, he's got balls. He's not afraid to be uh, non-politically correct and say it like it is. You make a lot of excuses to make a lot of bad decisions, folks. You're going to go out and you're going to you'll go out and you're going to uh, not vote. You're not going to go out and vote, or you're going to go out and you're going to make a decision based on whatever party affiliation. Or throw your hands up in the air, wash your hands of it. <sighs> I'm not very political. You know, and I think I'm not coming out the gate sounding not very political. I have political thoughts today, but um, I have no political aspirations and I have no political history, background, or experience. I, I don't know healthcare from foreign affairs, uh, foreign policy, and, and, and such. But what I do know is I don't want to deal with this crap anymore. And I don't think you do either. So make it easy on yourselves when you go out this uh, this voting season and just write in before you vote because of excuses or or because you can deal with – just write in Miami Six Men. I'm serious. Write in Miami Six Men. I don't want to be president. I don't want to make those decisions. I don't want to say bomb this person, bomb that person. We're at war. We're not at war. Uh, that's not something that I really crave or look forward to. And uh, but if it means saving this country, it's not a joke anymore. Uh, you know, if you write me in and draft me into into office, I'll do it, and I'll do you proud. Uh, um, you know, I don't see it really happening. But Jesus, man, what are we what are we looking at otherwise? What are the alternatives? Um, differences. You know, I look at a president, and I know no matter what stance a president takes, someone's going to be against it. Either it's right or wrong, someone disagrees. So I understand that's going to happen, um, but I don't care if my president makes a decision I don't agree with. I care why they made that decision, and these are the kind of thought process, the kind of things that make it so you probably should be writing Miami Six Man in when you go to vote. In fact, in fact, the silly fake uh, John Miller guy supposedly is supposed to be Donald Trump supporting himself, giving himself uh, uh, some props. Well, some guy called me up, wanted to give me props, wanted to have me record a, a, a 
a snippet of him talking about me supporting me. So uh, I don't know if this guy is for real or not, but allegedly John Miller called and and changed allegiances, and he's backing me. If you want to hear from him, here it is. Check it out, guys. This is this is unreal. Oh yes, this is John Miller. Uh, just to answer your question, question. Um, yes, uh, people do think I'm Donald Trump, and I'm not. Um, and you did mention earlier I don't sound much like Donald Trump, and that's because I'm not. And uh, I, I support Donald Trump, but but I like to switch gears a little bit because I'm just now learning about you, young man, and I know that you're not really uh, the political type. Uh, but I really think you'd make a strong leader. If Donald Trump does not make it in the office, I would want you to be our leader. Not to compare you to Donald Trump, because you're nothing like that. And I'm not Donald Trump myself. So why would I hurt my chances of getting in office if I was Donald Trump? And I'm not you. I may sound more like you today. But I'm John Miller, and I'm just trying to give America's best chance by suggesting, suggesting someone like you, Chris, and uh, please, uh, people of America, uh, people of the world, listen to come get some. And people of America, support uh, Miami Six Man, support Chris, uh, getting into office and saving this country. Thank you. There you go. From totally not fake, completely real, completely not me, John Miller, allegedly. Uh, I have support. So uh, think about that when you go to the polls this year. We're we're pretty screwed. So uh, so let's, let's just give ourselves the best chance and unfortunately i believe it might be me uh anyway <laughs> on to part three the final part of my conversation with jeff hillier and chance hancock uh here you go uh jeff you saw a ufo you think did you see a ufo at some point or anything strange like that chance i know I, I have we talked about before um yeah actually i did have a situation where ah um i can't get into specifics um, I had a situation where I think that we had actually um, seen a UFO, me and some other individuals that were um, involved in this situation during this time. Um, and we had other people say that what we saw was nothing, it was a glitch, and they never minded. And that's all I can say about it. So during a Columbia drug run, you guys experienced this? <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> the only specific I can say is that we saw something at a look. I, I can't tell you, man. I, you know my past a little bit. I can't talk about it specifically. I understand. Oh, um, I get you. I get you. All right. Say yeah. one more. I understand uh, that. Just, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This object was traveling roughly at about 120 knots, which is about the normal speed of either a small plane coming in for landing, something in the you know that nature, or even a helicopter. And this went from that speed up to over 4,000 knots in a second and disappeared. Now, I'm going to ask you, because I've asked you guys to, to talk about some subjects on the show before, and you guys have considered it. Uh, is there something about the same thing you can't talk about for this incident that makes it so you can't really talk about other things or have certain people on your show? Um, actually, for us, I mean, because we don't <laughs> – I put it this way, typically we don't have a problem breaking the rules. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's say that we had someone who was hypothetical, a whistleblower. They want to give us some info on UFOs and a secret base and they want to come on our show and talk about it. If when meeting with this person and talking to them and they can give us some valid proof that we believe that really that's what is going on and that's, and they are who they claim to be and everything else, 
Sure. Why not? I mean, really, because, I mean, you know our show, we're broadcasted, you know, worldwide. It's like I'd like to see somebody come in and try to arrest the sport at that point. Right. Right, well, I'm looking at the, uh, uh, well, I'm looking at current day, uh, modern day, we're seeing more and more things that even you and I would look at on the news 10 years ago or more, right, that are starting to come around and become more proven or more verifiable. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, you know who Robert Bigelow is? Yes. Okay, so you know he, he bought Skinwalker Ranch. He was a, a real estate mogul, mogul. I can't say the word for some reason. He's a real estate guy. He owned the budget in. He buys uh, uh, the Skinwalker Ranch. Do you know the Skinwalker Ranch? Yes, that was where they claimed that they had the big war between the people and the aliens. Sounds insane. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, did he allow that? Does he let people investigate that, or is that just locked down and he doesn't let anyone near that place? Do you know that for sure, or have you checked into that? Honestly, I haven't really checked into it, so I couldn't give you specifics. I really wouldn't know. All right, so, so I find it interesting. It isn't just a conspiracy theorist in me, and I'm not a huge conspiracy theory guy, except for when it comes to disclosure. But this guy, the same guy, goes on to partner with, um, he, he develops Bigelow, um, what's the name, Aerospace. Bigelow Aerospace partners up with uh, SpaceX. And he's sending these living arrangements attached to the space station so he can monetize and commercialize space travel, right? And mm-hmm. this is all this is news. This isn't theory or, or, or wise tale. It's on the actual. No, no, I got him. Now he also has been on um, the George Norris show and said, "Look, I'm telling you flat out, aliens are real, but you're not ready to hear the rest." He actually said it like that. He's basically letting you know aliens are real and they're here. But there's too much that the people aren't ready to hear all out outright at one time. So my question is to you: If if you believe all of this, if, if you take it off of what it is, it seems like, you know, why would NASA let a crazy person work with them? Um, at what point do you start to wonder? Could it possibly be that the truth that the U.S. government is withholding, if they are withholding evidence of aliens being on Earth? It's just so terribly horrific and, and terrifying that we really can't handle it. What are your thoughts on that? All right, well, my thoughts on that is this is the thing. Let's say that Roswell, all these other things you've read about in the past, actually happened. The government actually covered them up. There is no way in hell the government is ever going to admit to those without breaking the ice with us first and dumbing it down for us to be able to accept it. Because if not, if they just come out and they say, well, look, Roswell happened, this happened, blah, 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 it all really did happen, eh, sorry, they know that they will never have our trust again. The government would be destroyed. Every conspiracy theory nut job out there in the world will say that everything they claimed is actually true. So, I mean, the the... The, everything. I mean, it would all completely buckle and unfold. Everything down from the JFK assassination, everything. I mean, because nobody would be able to believe the government ever again. Well, so, I think in that, so I think in that, and they know it. They know it would t- totally destroy their credibility. Nobody would listen to them, and it probably could cause a lot of actual rioting and everything else, I guarantee it. Now, if they dummy it down, they start getting us used to hearing it breaking the ice slowly, gain our trust to, you know, make us believe that what they're going to say is true and that, you know, hey, we had to do it for a good purpose and blah, 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 then we'll 
say okay and we let it ride and everything will be fine. So yeah, I think that if you know if, if the aliens are true, the whole thing from the very beginning, it'll take decades to break that ice down little by little to make other people forget about other conspiracies on top of it. That you know to make sure it doesn't get thrown back in their face. Right, and even if you do give us disclosure and say, yes, this happened, this happened, and that happened, there's always going to be some aspect of it, uh, national security rise or uh, reverse engineering wise, they can't reveal and they can't, you know, they can't let it be available to the general public. You know, here's the thing. Americans are so desensitized as it is right now. I mean, come on, you've got a hip-hop world star. You go in there any second, watch people getting their asses beat down by five people. You, you turn around, you go to the news, and you watch another ISIS attack. You know, uh, 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 God forbid, I mean, like, what happened, or, you know, what happened the other day, a, a 16-year-old child got killed in a bathroom by three fucking morons, okay? Yeah. America's desensitized. So, I mean, horribly desensitized. That I think that if they turn around and think, you know, they, they come out with, you know, well, here's the horrific side of what's going on. Aliens are trying to embed themselves into us and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Just another day in the U.S. I think the government needs to start giving people a little bit more credit to be able to handle a bunch of shit. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And that's why I worry about it being, you know, I don't worry like I don't want to sleep over it, but maybe the truth is just so much worse than we ever imagined. But, but we'll never know until, they, until they're ready to say something about it, if they ever are. All right. Yeah, because, I mean, so, everything, everything around us is all about personal gain, period. And that goes back to before the 1900s, even. I mean, that goes way back to the beginning of government. Absolutely. Is Jeff still there? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> so they all like I'm just listening. I'm listening, waiting for the next compelling question to come. <laughs> all right. Well, what I want you guys to do because I know I, I know you guys are very busy, and I'm so thankful that you give me your, you give up your time so freely and allow me to, to have this time with you and the, the people listening. Um, to hear you. Well, we, we mentioned a few things. You guys have a lot of events coming up, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about what you guys have coming up. We have May 14th, we're doing Behind Bars Paranormal Investigation with Rob Demarest, who was on Sci-Fi Channel's Ghost Hunters International, and we are there with some other people. Fire and Ice Paranormal as well. Fire and Ice Paranormal will be there as well, and we are Doing, we're broadcasting our show from there, and then afterwards we will be doing a paranormal investigation with them, and anyone that wants to come and be a part of it, the links are out there on all of our sites where you can go and click them and buy tickets and come and do an actual paranormal investigation with us, and uh, it's going to be a blast, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then May 28th, we have Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle Investigation, Devil's Triangle with DeadX Radio where, again, Bob Demarest will be there, and uh, Kim Rutherford is going, and then let's see, they got Jason, Jason, Musgrove. Jason Musgrove will be there. And uh, we're doing the paranormal investigation out there in Bermuda Triangle. Uh, we have a big boat we're going out on, and there's two shipwrecks that we will be going out and investigating paranormal activity at. And so, yeah, definitely come out to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's uh, departs from down near Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. So come out to that. And then we have a lot of cons we're talking to, conventions, that I cannot say where we're going to be because we're still working out the details, like hotels and all that stuff with them. 
but we will be putting out some of the different conventions that we're uh, having between now and October, but our, our October is pretty well booked up. We will be back at Spooky Empire in Orlando, October 7th through the 9th. That, uh, that's a huge convention. It's going to be at the Orlando Convention Center. We uh, went to Spooky here last month, and it was, it was crazy. It was big. There was a ton of people there. It was well, phenomenal. <laughs> it was phenomenal, but apparently Spooky in October blows that one out of the water. Just It's huge. It's at the wow. convention center. I mean, it's going to be huge. And then we will be back at Lakeland Zombie Fest. Uh, in the next weekend, I think it's like the 15th, I believe, we will be at Lakeland Zombie Fest. And for some god-awful unknown reason, they decided to give us a full hour on their big main stage during Zombie Fest. So uh, we're planning some some crazy antics for the big stage show. And That's like a 30,000-plus venue. Yeah, 30,000-plus people there. So come on out. We're going to be broadcasting. We'll have our booth set up there. And uh, you get to see what kind of craziness we're going to come up with on the big stage in front of everyone. And then I believe we're going to be back at the Freak Show Horror Film Festival in October as well. I'm not sure exactly when that is. But there's a bunch of other events coming up as well. We did get the permits and everything. We're trying to lock in the dates for the live televised event where Morgan dies in Times Square. But we do have the permits for it, so we're getting that finalized. And then... Pushing, we're going to start filming Chronicles here soon. Again, see, so many things I just can't say because we're on air. I mean, I'm, I may tell you about them off air, but, but uh, since we're on air, yeah, no, I, can't, I can't mention the names of the people that we have coming on to do the pilot episode with us and, and the networks that we're talking to getting it aired on. But just look for everything around fall where we'll, we'll have the live televised event, and that will be going into DeadX Chronicles premiering in the fall. So... A lot of stuff going on. Busy, busy, busy. And that, this tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tomorrow, uh, which this probably, I don't know when this is going to be released, so our current tomorrow, we have Zach Ward coming on. He was the bully in A Christmas Story. He was in Transformers. He was in Resident Evil Apocalypse. He's got a new couple more, couple new horror movies coming out. So we'll be talking with him tomorrow. And then the well, actually, following week. That's two weeks ago now, so they're going to go back and listen to that on iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere that uh, you can find podcasts. Okay, good. And then uh, May 7th, if you listen to this after May 7th, you're going to have to go back and look at it again. But we will have Steve DeShavi in studio back with us again live May 7th. He is on a TV show on Travel Channel called The Dead Files. So he loved being in studio with us so much the first time that he wanted to come back. So we're going to have some fun with him. Oh, that's great. You guys are, like, everywhere. You're not even named Kardashian. It's amazing. Uh, I'm really impressed. And I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing over there. Um, before oh, you go, thank you. Oh, no problem, man. Uh, before you go, something to do with all my guests. I'll do it with both of you, and you both get to give answers close to most of them. Um, I do ten questions. Think fast. It could be something that's actually thought-provoking. It could be nonsense. You know, actually, ten questions. If you're not comfortable, you can pass. Uh, you guys ready for that? Let's do it. Sure. All right. Question number one, think fast, true or false, spirits and or demons can harm you. True. True. All right, number two, think fast, uh, finish this sentence, actually. When you walk into a room, Pete, women's panties drop. Yes. 
Uh, I was going to say that usually people take a deep breath and smile. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number three, this is for Chance. Is Jeff always right? No. Oh! <laughs> Wait a minute. Number four, Did you want to say something, Jeff? We'll say he's in the ballpark. Oh, man. Hey, always is a wow. constant tense. It's impossible to say a definitive until you're dead. Then we can say you were always right. In the meantime, number four, Nick Fast, best sci-fi and horror, uh, not named Jaws. Say that again? Oh, I didn't hear you. Best sci-fi movie and horror movie, not named Jaws. Oh, okay. Uh, for horror, I would say The Exorcist. And for sci-fi, for me, I would have to say uh, Alien. Alien. Jeff? Oh, I thought that was just a chance. Uh, for me, best horror movie? Wow. Um, I'm for Nightmare on Elm Street. It's going to go uh, go with, with, with what I love. Um, best sci-fi? Wow. That's, that's a tough one. I mean, so many good science fiction movies out there. So I mean, many. I'm just, I'll, I'll go with um, I'll go with Serenity. Serenity, I like it. Number five, sushi or fried fish. Ooh, sushi, sushi. Healthy people, I like it. Number six, would you prefer to be probed by an alien or possessed by a demon? Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Probed by an alien, I guess. Yeah, let's let's go probe. Did they use lube at least? We're up for a new experience. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, you are conscious during the uh, conscious during the probe. Uh, number seven, <laughs> true or false? There should totally be a Jews dangu alpha blood prompter. Wow. <laughs> okay, true. True. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, number eight. The meaning of life is finish that sentence. The meaning of life is. Having circumstances thrown out uh, to you throughout your entire life and how you depend on or how you work your way around those, at the very last day you take your very last breath, looking back on that, that's the definition of your life and how you lived it. To me, the, to me, the meaning of life is to get the most out of the time we have here and affect other people in as positive as a way as you possibly can. Excellent. As for number nine, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Hashtag me away to be a better person. What? Say that again. Hashtag me some way that I could be a better person. Okay. Hashtag some way that you can be a better person. Correct. Okay. Hashtag don't be an asshole. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, hashtag contribute to society. Excellent, excellent. And number 10, I asked everybody the same question. What do you think of the Come Get Some host? I'd say not bad. I'm a little more impressed than what I thought you would be. I thought you would suck horribly. No, I'm kidding. My honest answer, you actually did a very good job on the interview, I think. So I think you're uh, coming along pretty good. I think he's sexy as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm too sexy. You, you, you didn't say what? You didn't say what aspect of what we thought about him. You just said thought in general. That's that's what I think. Chris, you are sexy. Oh, my God. If I wasn't gay, I would be all over you. 
Oh, there you go. It doesn't get any better than that. I have to remake my promo. I made a promo that everybody was saying, and no one called me sexy yet, so i got to put that in there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and Chance, um, I forgot what I was going to say to you. So thank you guys so much for uh, for being on the show. Um, again, I said it before, and uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the, the confidence and the support of you guys. You guys are busy NFers, and you made a lot of time. Uh, you've never turned me away when I asked for advice, so I really appreciate it. Um, thank you once again, and you guys uh, take care, and I'll be watching this Saturday and then every Saturday between 4 and 7 p.m. Eastern on deadxradio.com. Thank you, thank you. And you know what? Congratulations on the show, man, and you're doing a great job. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks, right, everybody. All right, so that was Dead X Radio, the Bad Boys, Jeff Hillier, Chance Hancock. Uh, really appreciate them coming on. Thank you for coming on. I hope to talk to Pat Webb and, and John Resnick sometime. I've already hit uh, Morgan Strebler, and I hope to have him back soon. These guys were great. Um, next week, part one of another three-part series, but these guys have a lot to say, and you're going to love hearing every word he has to say. It's Xander Genere and... Bonnie Gordon from the Library Bards. If you don't know who they are, run out and look up Library Bards on YouTube. Uh, they're hilarious uh, parody band. They're very funny people. They're both uh, actors and actresses, and they both uh, uh, do voice work as well. Uh, you're going to love it. Come back and see us next week for that. If you want to follow the DeadX crew, you can follow at DeadX Radio, at Chance DXR, at Jeff Hillier, at Pat Webb DXR. I am John Rusnick at Morgan Strebler. That about sums it up. See you next week. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come on.